gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages non-binary this is the bear at night podcast and i am here with a very very special guest now uh i have been friends with this young lady for years now on instagram like she's actually probably one of the first celebrity instagram friends i ever had like i think this is it and um man it is an honor, and uh, you see, you've, you've seen her in many different roles over the years, and most notably, Mask Writer, which was one of the shows that we were going to talk about. But she's the lovely, talented model, actress, author, Candace Keita. Thank you for coming to Bear at Night. Hey, Dom, how are you? I am doing swindlet swind with this over swindlet swindlet wonderful i would just say wonderful <laughs> thank you for showing up I, this is uh like i was saying before we, we before we uh, started we you know we've been friends on instagram for so long so this is a big deal for me like Likewise. The, you know uh i know i wanted to get you on before during the lockdown uh oh. period mm-hmm. uh when i was doing the uh the uh stuff that you know they the show on that time uh power chat but uh hey times everything happens for a reason and we're here now and thank you for joining and man how are you doing <laughs> let's start there how are you i'm doing fine uh, what time is it over there because i'm, I'm it is it time. is 1204 right now oh got it's, it okay yes I, and it's funny because i've gotten used to like learning the three hour differences with everyone it is it's somehow a lot of my my interviews uh my guests have been from from cali so you know i've been used to it especially my best friend who lives out there so i've got i kind of getting used to it uh, are you gonna come out <laughs> for um palomorphicon uh, you know what i would love to i wanted you know what i wanted to before the lockdown uh-huh. and that was the plan and then that screwed up everything um it was like Disney in in Power Morphicon. Oh yeah. Um before the lockdown. So far I already got to I've only got to do Disney. That was last year. So Power Morphicon is there. It's is in my is in my window. It's in my rear view. Like looking at it. I'm looking at it. I want to get there. So uh are you, I, I are you a huge Disney fan? Uh you know what? I'm a Star Wars fan first. Oh, got it, got it. That's what I had to go there because of uh the galaxy's edge um and that was like my main mo the whole time um but i you know everyone's growing up with with disney like pinocchio is literally my number one disney movie honestly Aww. so i love pinocchio like uh what is i have a pinocchio figure somewhere around here uh, somewhere he's here somewhere but uh i love pinocchio that's one of my favorites what about yours oh I, i'm a huge disney fan i'm like a disney fanatic i was there like two weeks ago yeah. So how many hours did you stay? Because I have a friend. I went with him from Texas. Oh. Okay. So how long did you stay in um, Galaxy's Edge? How many hours? I li- okay. So first, my <laughs> the, the so pick you the story. I got there 
to Disney because I never flew. I have ne- that was one, that's one of the reasons why I haven't gone to you know Pyramidicon. I have I've been so afraid of heights and and flying. Oh. So it's like okay, let me get over to Florida. That's easy. Then I can make that trip to you know Cali. That's another you know like let me build myself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I took the flu shot and the the COVID. uh covid shot same day two days before the, the flight uh-huh. no one told me i never knew that when you search in a such altitude on a plane your bodily functions just gets all mixed up and you get sick yes. i never knew and you know i get some sort of touchdown two hours after i was like dreadfully sick like oh, I, no. I was hurting and like when it, i i tried to make you know make the best of it it's when i was like i gotta make it to disney and the day of, I I overslept by maybe like four hours. Oh wow! Time. Well, yeah, yeah, but we yeah, and I was so hurt because my best friend like she didn't wake me up. She was like she was out of the room like, well, I was waiting for you to wake up. I was like, you know, I'm dying, but you know, I still want to go. I I doesn't matter. <laughs> we gotta go. So it, we didn't get there till probably like two, and I was hurt because I wanted oh to be there God. all day. Yeah, but we. Yeah, but we, I mean, we made the best of it and I was, we were there the whole day as yeah. much as we could. Um, I did not agree with that walk to the, uh, to, from the, the driveway, to, I mean, the parking lot to the area. There was no shuttle, but you know, oh, hey, whatever. That's right, because I remember that when there was no shuttle. That's like There's a no shuttle. walk. Just oh my God. And friends just to the park. Was it hot? Because I had a It was hot. It was hot. It was so hot. <laughs> I did that with my manager and his wife and my partner, and we didn't know the shuttle wasn't there. And it was yes. a degree day. I thought I was going to die. And then yes. you, say, you still got to walk that. And, and that was the worst part because you're always, you're already on your feet the whole time. And then now you're done and your the excitement <laughs> is over. And then you're looking at how far you got to walk. And I literally just like, can we just sit down for like an I, hour? <laughs> before well, they have benches, and it's like you wish you could blink like a genie and just like oh. in the parking lot. Yes, I wish, and it was it was horrible. Like, and it funny, it was funny because everybody was walking back, and it looked like something like uh, the Walking Dead, the way everybody was feeling. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I'm like, y'all all feeling the same thing, huh? Yeah, <laughs> y'all y'all dead a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I get it. It's, it was hilarious but you know what i wouldn't trade it because we went on a weekday and it wasn't a lot of people so i got to go on the rides multiple times and stuff so that was the best thing um on um which there's the two rides right the uh smugglers uh, run and rise to resistance yes okay uh smugglers run was great no one told me like they told us hey we may not be with you and your best friend yeah may not be able to sit in the same thing luckily we we got to be the keep it to ourselves and we get to fly the thing fly the millennium falcon yeah those are the best two seats so we got to be in those seats and it was the best and I felt like I couldn't stop taking pictures, and I don't know. I I didn't care if we died in the in the, in the game. I'm like, I'm flying the Millennium Falcons. I'm pushing all the buttons. I'm doing everything. Uh, it was great. It was a great thing. No one told me about that drop in Rise oh, of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance, me either. I no. didn't know that's the best part because you don't expect it. You're kind of spinning around. You're going here. You're going there. Then all of yes. a sudden, whoosh. That yes, was, that was it. Really was cool. awesome. It yeah. was. It caught me, it caught both of off guard and I was not ready for it. But it was dope. I I would I would always recommend Gaddy's Edge. I wouldn't eat there. Because everything well, tastes like sand. Well, what the about, food. 
<laughs> the food at Galaxy's Edge sucked. Okay. What about the blue milk and the green milk? I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I went back for more. Which one did I, you get? I got the blue milk. I got the blue milk because I had to. And then I went back for the green because my friend told me it was it was actually pretty good. So I went back and got another one. What's um, the between the two? Because I only got that one. one. The green one is kind of like a like a lime taste oh, to it. So yeah, so it was, but it was all right. I didn't mind it, but I did like the blue milk because of like the nostalgia of it all. I wish they actually sold it though, but they don't. I so. know, but what was bad about the food? Because I don't remember. I didn't eat there, but I got the the milk. The milk was great, but the food was just dry. There was no moistness <laughs> to anything. They really wanted you to feel like you're you're like on Tatooine and sandy and it's just it was oh, it was God. rough. And it was expensive. So it was like the amount of money, like like the cake was like a spongy, rough texture. Mac and cheese was like was no moisture at all. It was just no moisture in anything. <laughs> <laughs> they sucked all the moisture out. That round restaurant, you know? Is yes. That I know exactly yeah. what it is. Where the kebab thing, Ronto Roasters. Yes, it was, it was, it's a nice look. I love the look yeah. of everything, but the aesthetics is great. I'm a sucker for practical effects and everything. Mm -hmm. But boy, they, the food was not up to par. I was hurt. I was like, y'all really made me hate oh. this part. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get a character, I understand. <laughs> You know, if I was a character, I'm like, yep, I'm on this planet. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is this is the best we gonna get, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so like my friend who's a Star Wars fanatic, Martin, if you're mm -hmm. on the line, um, All right. eight hours. He spent eight hours in Star Wars Land because he loved it so much that we were like, we forget there's the rest of Disneyland. Because when you yes. make that turn, is it not so different than the rest of Disneyland? It looks so different. I was I've seen I was watching all the uh videos that people are going during COVID time and yeah and I was like waiting for that moment to go from one side to the next. Yeah. And when I actually was in it and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my it's happening. I felt like it was a portal. That's it was like totally. literally a portal because you go from one side it's dark and you go to a little dark area about into the in like the little hill. That yes, that tunnel and it was just a straight portal to the next world. And it was like I could live here. I could live it, here. It was so neat. And then did you notice the sounds like there's like like they start yes. putting in sounds as you start walking in there. So your experience, you start to get immersed in like, oh, this is going to be another world. And then you uh, go through to the other side and all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, this looks totally different. It, totally. it was definitely like something like never before seen. And I'm like, they really did a great job with it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what's the difference between the California one and the and the Florida one, I believe they should be identical. I think they should be, but wow. it was great. It was great. I loved every part of it. Uh, and just the, even the character actors, you know, they had to be yeah. there, like the staff. I was like, yeah, if I lived in Florida, I would definitely move to here to like work here. Just like, I need a job here. Galaxy's oh, Edge. Totally. And it, it, was it looks nice. Good. So like, was nice, yeah. Everybody was really nice. And then that to stand in front of the Millennium Falcon too was really cool because we got to we we got it on a good day, like a weekday, good yes. time, not a lot of people around. And we sit there and just to look up at it and see it, you know, full size and everything, we were just like, Wow, this is actually pretty cool. The fact that they did something like that full size, and I think it opens up and you know, you can walk in like oh, the people coming in. Um but it was just like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Like I can't believe they did it. And then when you even go to the Smuggler's Run, it's just the aesthetics of they made every look look just like the movie. So you have oh, a little table. 
Yeah, yeah. When you go in, it's just like the captain's the the, the captain's quarters and everything. It just looked really good. I'm like, they really they really spent some money <laughs> on this place. Oh yeah, like the first scene when you go in and is there an x-wing fighter i can't remember what it is but they're all the guys lined up in that huge mm -hmm. room and you're just like you're just taken away you're yes. taken away by the size of it yes I yeah i didn't know anything about smuggler's run just went into it and mm -hmm. i was like wow this is amazing like you have to ride it a couple of times to see everything yes it's it's really like uh the second the first time i went in we just went straight there. The second time we went, we had to go up the thing where you're talking about the ladder, and I just when I was like, God, they did all this, they did all yeah. of this, and then you get to look outside to see the Millennium Falcon outside the actual size, and it's like, man, I'm in a different world, and I don't want to leave. I just want to stay here forever. Um, and all the shops, I love that, yes. and the clothing that looks like you know you could be on Tatooine or wherever, like the real head to toe, you could pick something out, and then awesome. the lightsaber thing, which I've not done. But yes, that's like a religious experience. <laughs> Seriously, I I wanted to go there, but it was it was already packed. They were already the times was already done. So, but I did go to the actual the shop to buy one, and I bought Luke Skywalker's uh, lightsaber. But I do want to go next time and do the whole ritual and, and everything. That that actually is fun. That looks fun to me. Yeah, people say they like cry. They're like, oh, it's just like a religious experience to go over there. And they think you oh, think yeah. it's but it's not. And you get to put together your own lightsaber with yes. you know, a small group of people, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool. I, I really think they, they really did a great thing with that. And I, I think before we left, we went to like Toys R the, the Toys you know, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, the little factory where like all the stuff is going across on the top. And you yes, we went to that part. Yes, we saw that. They did an outstanding job, I will say outstanding mm -hmm. job um but yes but enough about star wars let's talk about you lady <laughs> um you know how how long uh actually one of my questions is uh when did you get into acting uh, 1990 i think 1991 i mean a long time ago. yeah how old are you i whew, 37 now 37. so what year were you born 85. Okay, so closer <laughs> when I was in Texas, I got uh -huh. and then um, I came out here in '93, and then um, wow. I got mastered pretty quick. So I was I was lucky. So then now I that, for two years. That is something because I was shocked. This is something I was shocked at. Okay, because I, as a kid, you're not paying attention to makeup and understanding mm -hmm. the the whole grass and everything. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong. Were you a teenager at that time frame? Like, I like, was like, you know, it's funny. I was in my twenties, but they yeah. told me to say I was in my late thirties. They told me that because okay. anything, whatever they wanted me to appear older as Barbara, because right. how David, who yes. is still a really good friend of mine, I talk to him every week. Um, he's fifteen years older than I am in real life. So then okay. they used hair and makeup with the heavy powdered makeup and the lacquered hair and everything. Right. So we looked closer in age. Right. Uh, yeah, and so they did like all sorts of uh, makeup and hair tests with me two weeks before we actually started shooting for pre-production to, right. to, to have that Barbara look with the really dark lipstick. And there was a real <laughs> contrived look for Barbara that we did every single morning. And then they take a Polaroid to make sure that it looked right and it was consistent right. um, to make me look that way. Because I, I, I had to go back because I, 
um, I looked at it. it was I think it was on a another channel, YouTube channel, and I thought that I think someone had asked you that, and um, years ago, and I wasn't, you know, I was vaguely remembering that part. Uh, because I was like, man, she looks really young for being so old, man. Yeah. Like, yes. And then to find out that you were actually not really that age that you were portraying, I was like, man, movie magic. But as I now watch it, it's like. Yeah, they put a lot of makeup on her. Yeah, yeah, like, it was real you can tell now. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes I, in the morning I would um, come to set for blocking, and the right. crew would see me without makeup and all that, and they literally wouldn't know it was me. They wouldn't I recognize bet. me. Yeah, I bet it's like who's whose child is this? You know, <laughs> like, you, you know, and I, I, what is it? How was the filming of? Max Rider, like, because I know a lot of the actors from like Power Rangers, they had like 16 hour days shoots and whatnot, and they went, they didn't get paid a lot either. So, you know, they had a great experience here and there, but you know, did you have to do the same thing? Because I know it's, it's Southern Saban, so. Oh, yeah, like easily 16, 17 hour days, five days Ooh. a week. And then Saturday was uh, ADR, which is additional dialogue replacement. So we oh. would go not to the studio, but we would go to a place in Westwood to mm -hmm. a um, sound studio and we would dub okay. over whatever we needed. So it was almost like a six day job, but wow. um, the experience was amazing and everybody was wonderful and I, I wouldn't take it back. It was a lot of, it was a lot of work. I, I was in the chair and makeup chair at 545 every right. um, because kids have the Coogan law. So if you're a minor, mm. you can only work a certain amount of time. So they right. would get all the adults ready super early in the morning. And because I have a lot of hair and makeup to do, it take a long right. time. They'll sit in my room. The kids, they'd <laughs> run through all the scenes and then get them out. And then they'd finish okay. up with adult stuff after. So so it was a long day. It was a really wow. long day every day. But you just kind of, you got used to it. And it was a great experience. It really was. See, I didn't think you guys, well, because it was 40 episodes, I believe you yes. filmed out. Um, and in that amount of time frame. Now, like, did you know anything about Mass Rider or, uh, you know, Common uh, Rider, Black RX, any of that? No, I didn't. And I learned it all after because Power Rangers was, you know, huge at that time. Right. And yes. So I knew about Power Rangers and then I knew we were going to be a spinoff show. And we were in stages one and two, right next mm. to where Power Rangers were three and four. So oh. we. We saw we were all right in the same area. We crossed over and people were on our side and we saw them and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they were really, really, really big at that time. Yes. I feel like we bounced off of them. We came off of them at, at a good time. And I, did you ever, did they have actually, do you want to try out for Parks and Power Rangers anytime? Any yeah, you know, I before I got uh, Barbara, I auditioned yeah. for Scorpina. And oh, wow. I got down to the last two and they brought us up and they put us in the costume. And Terry was the director for uh, Master Rider and he was the director for um, uh, Power Rangers. And he made the decision. And much later I asked him, hey, why did you go with the other girl and not me? Just curious. And he right. said, um, you seemed more mentally mature. You uh, mm. seemed more younger like the character. Um, and so it ended up being good because then I probably wouldn't have been the mom. And Scorpina was the smaller, and then I ended up getting a, a series regular sure. on the other show. So I feel like it was yeah. a bad thing. And they were aware and, of me because of that. Yeah, because Scorpina was a dope character. Yeah. But she didn't last that many episodes. She was there. You remember her, but she wasn't on as much. She was like yeah. there. So, yes, I understand it. You know, so those are the, like, the moments where things really do happen for a reason, you know? So, yeah, and it, like, it worked out. 
yeah, it put me on their radar and they mm. were familiar with me. And so in a way it kind of helped because then I was able to get a, a, a bigger role later. That's awesome. Yeah. So now like doing that, uh, matter of fact, I, I'm not correct. I saw there was something about you playing Trini Kwan. Uh, I, I fan, uh, movie. A fan movie, yeah. Yes, they asked me, and um, it was so neat because um, Twee was on the other set, you know, mm -hmm. and we saw each other on occasion. So I thought that was kind of neat to be asked. Yes, because I saw because uh, I happened to find that uh, I think it was yesterday, and I remember seeing the suit of the Red Ranger like a few years ago. And I remember that I'm like, but I didn't know it was attached to a project. I just saw it online. I thought it was like a cosplay or whatever, but I didn't know it was actually attached to a, a fan film. Um, yeah, Paolo Carazon. And he's yes, yes. super, super nice. He and his girlfriend did it. Um, okay. And they just reached out to me, I guess, because they knew I was on the other show. Right. Well, that's a nice little happy that's a nice little Easter egg there. Yeah. You know, that's dope. Um, the. Uh, with being on Mass Writer and being able to like uh, see every, you know, see all the how things are run, were you? Did you ever were looking for an action figure? Because I think sh everybody should have had it. At least an oh, action yeah. figure. Well, we you were, know, uh, we were in a Marvel comic strip, uh, a Marvel comic book uh, Mass Writer, so they yes, in, which I thought was oh. cool. Yeah, and they got rolling and everything. And then um, we were in a UK, uh, uh, London, you know, uh, uh, England um, comic strip that came in the funnies every Sunday. And my girlfriend Ooh. lived there, so she would cut it out and send it to me. So I still have those. And uh, we were in a series of trading cards. Wow. So we, yeah, it was really neat. So we ended up, you know, sm small things with the family, but then right. all the characters got the figurines. <laughs> uh should have had them maybe if they you know hey maybe there's somebody that will uh will create some uh custom characters yeah i have cool. seen some i have seen some like maybe if you maybe if they uh have you come to uh maybe you come uh come down to uh what is it uh uh ranger station that, that that's in philly so that's a fun one if you ever oh, if you're really? ever interested yeah that's a it's a nice one. It's actually a good con. This they had season season three of the con this past year was oh, really a great yeah. turnout. Yeah, um, definitely. I could see you like you know the info back and forth so you could talk oh, yeah, to those. Definitely. You know, that's run by uh, Lady J Cosplay, and she did a phenomenal job every year. She's been picking it up and been doing better and better each year, and it's been phenomenal so far. Um, yeah. Uh, what's what's the other question? Oh, okay. So. I've seen you in a few other shows. Didn't even recognize that it was you at times because I was so I was so used to like the character on the uh, yeah yeah, and then like knowing you on um like from Facebook, Instagram, and stuff. But they happen to see your face here, and they were like, "Wait, isn't that? I think that is." <laughs> so it was a few episodes because I saw you. I, one of them is uh, I know uh, two and a half men. Oh yeah, and it was funny, and um, and I, I've noticed the pattern. Like, uh, you know, you play the the beautiful girl. We all we know that you are. You know, we can see, it. but you you know the the beautiful lady, the the girl that the girl next door look, you know, whatnot is. Does that kind of like get you to where you kind of like get to be typecast in a way? Like, because this could be a pro and a con, but because I've seen you, you have great comedic timing. Comedic timing. 
So it's like, yeah, I know she, they could have had her do so much more. You know, like, you were really funny. Like, like you're you're really good at it. Thank you, thank you. That That's what my manager always says, is that I'm more of a comedic actor than yeah. a, a dramatic actor. So I never, I'm thankful for any job that I get, and I find right. a certain look, and it's comedy. I'm happy to get the job. I hear you. I wish they put you some funnier stuff, though. Man, I think you would do awesome, even more so, because you, you're good at it. Man, it's just, it's natural. It's just a natural, some people you can tell try hard to do it, but for you, it just comes off naturally, and it's just like you Thank believe you. it so fast, like so much. Um, what was the the uh, what's the? I did have one. Uh, okay, so because the main one of the main things I wanted to ask you to with uh, being Asian American mm-hmm. and the rise of people getting you know of now more Asian American films and shows are being brought to the forefront, which is awesome. Yeah. The, and, not, and not being the, the stereotypical stuff, right. you know, that people and having the foreign have to have the the foreign language, the foreign accent. Yeah. You can actually actually speak your actual how you sound. Right. Um, you know, you you always have some guy with a foreign accent. And he's really from like Chicago. And we're I know. Like, you know, let him sound like he's from Chicago. Like you know, yeah. uh, like you have like crazy, crazy rich Asians. You have mm-hmm. the. Um, what is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. I love that movie too. I like, love it. Um, and then it was the Joyride, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen yet, and I really want to see it <laughs> because it looks really good. And but it's comedy, but it's like you know, four women doing comedy, and they just happen to be yeah, Asian. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I like. What do you think about that surgence of these, these shows now? That's giving more a voice. I, I love it. I can think of one right now that uh, my partner and I watched. It was called Love Hard. It's a combination of Die mm. Hard and um, Love Actually. Ooh. And uh, the main, love it. Just watch it. Love, love Hard. Love Hard. On okay. And the main, yeah, the main lead guy is Asian. And he's not mm-hmm. your stereotypical leading man actor, but it works. And I'm so happy that I think even 10 years ago, the, the mm-hmm. studio wouldn't have thrown, you know, rolled the dice on that. And now you're seeing more Asian Americans not necessarily, you know, being a, a masseuse or doing yes. your nails yes. or doing your laundry, but just like it could be your neighbor, you know, somebody could just be a person there and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything to do with them being Asian. They're your friend, mm-hmm. or your teacher or a lawyer or just somebody that you know. And I think it's great because in the 30 years that I've been in this business, I've gone from seeing a lot of accent oriented right. auditions to where you can just speak like you speak. I right. think that's it, it should be. And I love the fact that we're getting more diversity on the whole uh, in roles, even yeah. LBGTQIA community and right. uh, other uh, nationality actors and actresses. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that's happening. Yes, it is. And what if it's just. And I love what it was. It's this movie I saw, TV show. It was mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a uh, Josh. I can't even think of her name. She's a comedian, and my guy from uh, Walking Dead. Uh, they just did. A, I think it's called Hard or something. It's, it was like a one of those road rage story stories, whatever. But it was really good. And oh, Ali Wong and yeah, Ali Wong. Yes, dead. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It is absolutely. 
amazing. Like it is oh, right so related it's so relatable with certain things with certain like the stories. But it like I love how it captured everybody's attention, no matter what your background was. And there's areas where you can relate with these characters, and it doesn't even matter that they are Asian. Like right. it could have been any this story could have been told from any ethnicity. Uh-huh. And you and honestly, you don't recognize you don't ever pay attention of the ethnicity at all. It's just like they don't make it to be. Oh, this is an Asian film. This is no. This is a everybody film. It's just the majority of the cast are Asian, and it was really really good. I'm like, this is something that you would never have gotten maybe like ten years ago. Exactly. Uh, even gotten the chance, you know. And I'm like, this is amazing. And uh, and I know for you, like seeing something like this, like these shows and these movies are getting to come out, is like you know getting more people to like show what everyone can do instead of just tight casting every ethnicity group and just you know you get you get more chances out here i think so because i think we used to be more like you said you know 10 20 years ago more in a box yeah. stereotype of you know we have an asian person for this role because they are yes. from china or japan there's a reason now it could be just you know a person you know and yes the way it should be because you know in america now today you know, especially in los angeles you know all sorts of different type of people you know yeah. I, my family is five generations into being here in america you know but wow. for a, a lot of times in the industry i would be cast as somebody who's you know fresh off the boat or what have you yes yeah and i mean i guess those stories are needed here and there but mm -hmm. when you have certain stories like just like for instance like uh like the episode with you like within um two and a half minutes just that sure. one part yes. you came in with the the accent but it was just a whole it was a rib because it's just the play with the skin you know you're playing with your ethnicity to get over and once you got over it's like here's your cut and yeah. here's your real american accent <laughs> and it's like wait what <laughs> this is all it was all a scam she just knows how to use it it's like okay I, i'm already expecting you to feel or think i'm gonna sound like this so i'm just gonna use it you know and i thought that was a smart character in itself like i could have seen that character go on to be you know any type of the show or even last longer than what it was you know but that type of that type of character was, it was like, okay, this is what we don't get all the time. You know, we don't get to see that. So, um, and I like that. And, it, and like I said, your timing is great. You know, just the oh. posture, you're like, cause a lot of it goes, the body language and everything too. So you have all that down pat when you, when you do your stuff. So it's like, this girl's golden. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I know you do commercials mm -hmm. now. How is it from, doing commercials like the difference between commercials and doing a tv show like like is a like how is that filming process uh, it's a good question most often when you're on like a sitcom you work the whole day a uh, whole week on the sitcom and then the last day friday you're taping but you're literally there all day to like maybe 11 or 12 at night until however long it takes to finish um right. live studio audience and then when you're in a film, you could be on a film for, you know, a couple of weeks or longer. If you're on a series, you can be on a series for two years, you know. But with wow. a commercial, quite often you're only there for a couple of days. And so mm. a short amount of time to get everything in there. You work really hard and then it's done. So it's like you meet everybody. Uh, it's like a condensed version. 
Right. You know, it's like everything is smushed together. Um, to me, that's the biggest difference. And it's harder to, you know, build relationships. Whereas Mass Writer, these people are my friends today. I mean, we're mm. still family because if you work, like you said, the other Power Rangers told you, if you're working 16 to 17 hours, yes. a day, you're with them yeah. more than you are your real family. And then you're there through, you know, good times, bad times, you know, people's life situations. I can look at the scenes on Mass Rider today and know what was going on behind the scenes. Like I remember, oh, oh yeah. you know, because we have so much of this other narrative that goes on behind it. So now <laughs> it's built, it's built this really strong foundation where all these years later, we're all still really good friends uh, because of that. So in a, a TV situation, a film situation, you get that. On a commercial situation, you may not just because you're just simply not there long enough. Okay, that makes sense. And <laughs> now, do you now do? Is there any perks that I do in commercials? Like get a lifetime supply of you know fruit roll ups or <laughs> or whatnot. Like those are the things here and there. Like okay, we can't pay you all this, but you get a lifetime supply of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> funny question because my friend Mickey was the DP on that fire <laughs> and he did a commercial for a pasta company they gave really? at the end of the day he had a van one of those uh minivans they filled his van to the top with boxes of pasta so he got like a lifetime thing wow. of pasta and we were dying laughing. I was like, oh my gosh you must have given away all that pasta because at the end of the day I guess they didn't know what to do with it. So yeah to Mickey, so. <laughs> probably that pasta today. You know what? If you're a starving artist too, that kind of helps. You know, in a way, you know, yeah. that that's a lifesaver in a way. <laughs> it was like Bonzoni or something, and we just died. Wow. You know, I was like, dude, what did you do with all that pasta? <laughs> now, now, would be now saying that you talk still close to your actors, your mm -hmm. friends from the show. Okay, one of the things I always wanted to know: what happened to TJ? TJ Roberts, like, is he yeah. around? Have you, does he, did he stop acting? TJ is one of the few people I haven't seen, but I know he was in a very big movie by Gus Van Zandt, uh, mm. like Harvey Milk. He did a, a yes, a, yes, oh, I heard of it, yes. In that, uh, so I know he was in that. And then after that, I don't know. I'm really close to Rhiannon, who mm -hmm. played Molly, and uh, AJ, who played Albie, David. Right. Oh, wow. David, who played Hal, my husband. Um, and so, and Libby Letlow, who played um, the uh, nosy neighbor. The neighbor, yes, yes. Russell, and Matt Bates, who played Herbie. So I still, I mean, we email and talk and text and, and all that. And it's funny because I'm, I'm kind of toying. I did three episodes that I've never done anything with, but right. I interviewed them. And so oh. I thought it might be interesting to put it on YouTube or something. If people are interested in, you know, all these years down the road, what are these? I think so doing today think, maybe i think that would be a dope situation because i mean we all would love to know certain actors like um i mean i, I had michael gatto on uh a few weeks ago um geez i was like last month um and awesome guy awesome guest and just a child just it's not enough nice things to say about a person mm. for when you see them online and you meet them in person just all around stand-up guy just really a class act and he was one of those people that you saw as a kid and just like what happened to this person and yeah. you know i was lucky to you know get connections to talk to him and you know chat and, and you know talk to him at the time matter of fact he was at the uh paramount uh, ranger station oh, oh ranger station uh, yeah the ranger station and um got to talk some more and 
just really an all-around good person and um i think fans would love to know more about these people that they grew up watching and the actors that they don't actually get to see anymore because some people you know went on to go have regular lives and become doctors or a cop or whatnot so those are always good to see you know i think well, you should go for it i wonder yeah because the behind the scenes people too like i know like michio moto who did all the stunt, stunt coordinating for not mm. only auto but power rangers and yes. vr troopers and um so and and big bad beetleborg like all yeah. the guys the people behind the scenes paul pistorius yeah. who was furbus uh you know oh, furbus oh my god furbus oh, no and of course Vern. Vern passed but you know we work for Vern. yeah years and um wait Vern Troyer was furbus he was the yeah you didn't know that he was the movie no yeah yeah but i didn't know he was furbus though yeah, the puppet was Paul Pastore, who's a puppeteer. Yeah. And then whenever Furbus was running and moving, that was Vern Troyer. And so we I knew did Vern. not know that. Oh, we knew. Yeah. So we we all knew Vern way before he was famous. See, yeah. see, only I knew like Vern. I knew of his work starting from like you know uh, that scene in like Wishmaster, and learning that was him. Mm. But I didn't see that part. At, well, I never because I didn't really do a lot of research on him like that. But knowing that. And behind the scenes stuff like oh he was that character here this character yeah. but never knew he was furthest i yeah. never knew yeah. i thought wow that get out of here not the more you know the more you I know, know. Jesus. So Furvis, Furvis <laughs> was not famous and so he lived in texas yeah every time uh he he didn't want to stay here so they'd fly him out every week and he'd stay in a hotel down the street from the studio and uh in texas he lived with his brother and uh, very close to where I am from Texas. So every time he'd come back, we'd be like, okay, how's the weather back home? <laughs> what are you, <laughs> are you watching? You know, and um, yeah, he was awesome. We all hung out with him for, you know, two years and then very happy because he always, we were always like, what's your dream role? And yeah. he'd say, I want to be in something where I'm known for me without a costume. And then because mm. he was the great panda in the, uh, he was the panda in the great panda escape. Yes. The movie, and he had gone to China and all that kind of stuff, but he wanted to be in a, a non costume role. So he got yeah. it. Yeah. And he definitely did. He knocked it off the park yeah. every time, too. Yeah. And, and I think people didn't, I think people just, when he, as he got up there, too, like they just wanted him. They didn't care about him being in, the, in any type of suit. He, his, his, his face, his body alone was just like, yeah. we, that's it. That's what we need. We, and do your job, do your thing, like, uh -huh. do you. And yeah, exactly. he got to show his talents. He really got to show his talents outside of the outside of the makeup. So that's always well, I never knew that. I am shocked. Yeah. I'm about to call somebody and be like, hey, did you know? Yeah. That was his <laughs> that, dream. In fact, when I interviewed Libby uh recently, um, Patsy Carbuncle, the nose and neighbor. You know what? Uh, we talked about that and she was like, Oh my gosh, I she she was. She was afraid of small people. Yeah. For the show, and then she got to know Vern, and so we used to be wow. joking about it today because you know it's like oh it's just Vern. <laughs> it's funny because I have a little Vern, Vern, uh, Miss Doctor Evil, and little Mi oh. and Mini Me. So I'm looking like wait, I have this figure, little figure. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know the name figure. Oh. oh yeah, they made a oh yeah, they made a all the um the um. The, the characters figures and they made them actually that size to the <laughs> fit the height of uh dr the evil so it's actually that size and they have the little bike like i have the character on the bike and everything i've seen your picture on it um 
but yeah, it's I, you know what? I have Furbis on my watch list on eBay of uh, uh, to buy. Now that I know that, I think I'm about to buy that. A Furbis, yeah. I now I think I'm about to find it. The mini me doll next to the Furby doll. It'll be an oh my God. To, to burn. Yes. And now I know. Now my my mind is blown. My mind has blown. Now I learned something oh new God, today. People, it's, it's one of those, I guess, a little bits of trivia that yeah. you know now that he was Furbus. And you know what? I love behind the scenes stuff anyway. I love knowing about all those things. Like, you know, for, like people didn't know like certain actors, Chris, you know, Chris uh, uh, Cranston. Um, Brian Cranston? Michael, Brian Cranston from you know Breaking Bad and everything was a voice actor for Power Rangers and whatnot. Hey, no are you kidding? Yeah, he did a few episodes of uh, being like the villains because oh. he came in. Doing, yeah, so he oh. was actually part of the Power Rangers uh, yeah. mythos as well. So he's in that family. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably, I mean, yeah. Wells, you know, Vernon oh. Wells from Weird yes. Science and Mad Max. He was one wow. of the voices. So every time I would go to ADR, I would always see him on Sundays doing the dialogue replacement. And he was like, hello, dear. How are you today? <laughs> you know? Now, now um, being doing the ADR, is that was it hard to do the ADR to try to match what you're saying and, and whatnot? Well, it's interesting. What they do is um, for every actor who's done ADR, you're going to hear a beep, yeah. a, a sequence of beeps. And so you have your headphones on, you're watching the screen, and you hear beep. Beep, beep. Mm. And then you start the dialogue with what you're seeing up there. And that's how you match it. Wow. So, that's, yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I'm about to one day try to get into that. Um, now, one of the things I want to hold you up anymore, uh, and I thank you for giving some your time. And I wanted to ask you, like, especially right now with the uh, Actors Guild and the writers, uh, the writers and actors of. Uh, protest which i wholeheartedly agree with like i'm with that 100 percent you know um are you are you still part of the the sag and you know how do you what's yeah. your thoughts of the whole thing well i just saw on the news i mean we're just all holding um strong um, yeah. it's very important and all those contracts need to be renegotiated and i just saw on the news like two days ago they said if we can't get it fixed within or agreed upon within four days they think that it's going to go till 2024 and they said that it's yeah and so they think that um it's highly unlikely that we're going to get it uh, resolved in a couple of days and so all of us as actors you know we're just holding strong i should have worn my shirt i have my sag shirt and i just didn't think to wear it this morning but um okay but yeah so you know we're just holding strong and hoping that it's going to be renegotiated hopefully by early 2024 because it's not just the actors it's not just the writers you know my best friend is married to a set designer there's yes. a down effect where if you don't have cast, you don't have writers, then the crew is also not working. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of other people like my my best friend's husband. I said to him recently, I said, um, when do you think you're going to be working? And he goes, I don't think I'm working to uh, the beginning of next year. And I go, so what are you doing? And he goes, I'm cleaning out the garage because, you know, all of us, <laughs> You know, it's such a trickle down effect that affects yeah. everybody here in Hollywood, not just the actors. And yeah. so people need to understand that it has kind of brought everything to a halt. You know? And and, and uh, what is it? I just saw, I think it was today, yesterday, that um, the actors, I guess, for if you're in California, uh, you're able to get unemployment. They're, they're trying to get that, you know, the, I guess the governor well, yes. is starting that. 
he's starting this whole thing of unemployment plus extension or something. It's I saw mm -hmm. that on the news two days ago because they're saying that you know so many of us. If it continues for a year, and I just read this, I think it was on IndieWire, they were saying that um, it could crumble the um, economy here in yeah. California. And it could also crumble the entertainment industry on the whole. Because the only thing that is going now is um, SAG commercials and then mm -hmm. SAG interim agreement movies, which means that they've reached an agreement um, right. before, so they can, but those are rare. Those uh, movies are rare, and um, you know, game shows are going on. Voice yeah. dubbing is going on, but not voiceover. Uh, you can do um, industrials or non-air projects, but there are a lot of things that are not going on that are normal for us. And you know, uh, to to give an example, normally you're doing maybe 10 to 15 auditions a week to now like nothing. Like maybe one SAG interim agreement is going to go up, or you could do print. You know, mm. so. Um, it's it's really reduced what everybody's able to do but everybody's holding strong and right. when it comes to the ai issue um you know that really needs to be renegotiated that's scary to me the whole yeah. ai part of it um and it's like it's only so much you could do with ai and it's like at the end of the day you still need real people to give out these emotions the mm -hmm. you know and portray these characters to the right way. I just saw I just saw a trailer for Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, new movie. Um, oh, was it Scorsese's Scorsese, new movie that he's doing with Leonardo? And they say this is like his best acting role yet. And just by the just the trailer alone, it was like I gotta watch this movie because he's what he's portraying is like. Holy crap, he's killing it, right? He's giving his all of this portrayal. And if you can see it and feel it just in the trailer, I was like, you can't mimic that through AI. Uh -huh. You just can't. You just can't do that. It's you go like I mean, they've tried doing things here and there here doing things here and there with you know, dead actors, you know, in certain movies and whatnot. And it just still doesn't come across as real the second time you watch it, the second or third time, the fourth time. And you know, technology changes uh, over the years, so it may not last. It they may not look. It looks good today, but it may not look good ten years from now. Oh, so, sure. you know, actors, you get the same look in the, as they are right there. Ten years you watch that movie, it's the same look. Uh -huh. <laughs> it doesn't change. It doesn't age. You know, it's and um and I feel the uh, actors are definitely need to be compensated, especially ones with the royalties and whatnot and i learned a lot so far with this whole thing happening it is it's really uh amazing to see how some of these big companies are just being full of themselves really quite frankly um it's really sucks to see some of that especially if you're a working actor you're not even a a bigger a-list type of actor but you're working and you're still trying to make ends meet but also live a dream like you're taking that away for somebody's life you know livelihood oh, yeah. that's i mean that's most of the actors out here you know yeah. we're pounding that pavement and just trying to get jobs and i think you know frank drescher is right the, the president of the sag um union is that we really just have to hold strong because i mean yeah. what's happened now the determination now is going to affect us for several years so we have uh, to just you know i mean look at right now what this is the fall season right now yeah. if there was no shows filmed like maybe eight months ago and there's nothing gonna be coming out right I now know. this is the time this is the time for fall tv shows to uh this is the time for fall shows to be coming out and 
do their thing and there's no actors for it there's like these big like abc and, and fox and all that they're not gonna have any actors to yeah. do these shows yeah so yeah this is it's kind of basically pretty much like covid when we're on lockdown yeah but there's definitely no way that you're gonna be doing any actors there's no like oh we're gonna have maybe a two people crew big something no there's nothing at all yeah well this is the first time ever i think in the history that actors have piggybacked on the writers that the writers yeah. were and then there was rumored that we were going to strike i wasn't really taking it seriously at the time and then they said that yeah we are going to strike with the writers so that's why it brought everything to a standstill here you know yeah and, and the writers are big to this whole thing too because oh, who's yeah. gonna they gotta you gotta have a voice yeah and, and you know they got to make these shows they gotta you know this this is one of the reasons why i think some of the stuff that we're getting right now on tv and movies especially movies are just rehashes of things that we've been saw a hundred times over but did you get something like you know everything everywhere all at once yeah as long as it breaks through it's like okay this is nothing like we've seen in the last five years but you know, it's not a sequel or nothing yeah have you noticed though, on netflix i don't feel like a lot is dropping right now and i wonder if it's because no. There's just not that much right now. I keep looking and it's like, oh, it's all kind of the same stuff, you know? Well, well, right now, what I see on Netflix, Netflix is golden, right? They're, they're good right now. They're smart because all they're doing is bringing in everything from Korea. All the, yeah. All the dramas, they're like, oh, wait, the, the show kind of works? Okay, let's bring out more of them. And all they got to do is have the doves. That's all they need to do. And mm -hmm. they don't really have to have a new show and they save money. They just buy the product over there and just that make is. it out here. Did That's you it. Games. Say again. Squid Games. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. I love Squid Games, and that's matter of fact. If it, I think that was a jumping point for them. If it wasn't for Squid Games, they wouldn't have as have as many uh, as many films right now on mm -hmm. the platform. And that's that was the start. And they say we need we need skip Squid Games yeah. numbers. Yes. Yeah, and we don't have to pay all these actors like. Yeah. We would America and and do all the set stuff. Yeah, let's keep on bringing it over. Just what yeah, about let's do that. Uh, Train to Busan? That was the one for me that that made me realize that they were doing some great movies over there. Have you seen it? I love that movie so much. I can see that. Me too. I can see that so many times. I don't get tired of it. As soon as you watch I it, can't. like you can see, you get sucked into it. Like you just. I watched it dubbed. I, look, I watched it without being without dubs. Just the uh, yeah, emotion. The captions. Yeah. Just the pure emotions. The this is no, one of the things you can't do with AI. Even if it's not in the same language, I know what's going on. I know what this person is yeah. feeling like because the emotions, the the body language, the facial expression, the expressions. I I know what he's saying. I know what he's feeling. Yet mm -hmm. I don't know. Technically, yes, I don't know what he's saying because he's speaking a different language. Mm -hmm. But I, I know and everything else, everything else besides that, I know exactly what he's doing, how he's feeling, how he's, what he's everything that's going through his head. And it's just, it's a phenomenal movie. And it just happens to be a zombie movie, <laughs> you know? On a train. A really, so on a train. On a train. Like, you know, who would have thought you, a, a zombie movie on a train would be so horrifying? You know, like, we had snakes on the plane. Too, like it's an action movie. It's like everything. And who is yes. that? There's that one Korean actor. He's kind of a husky dude on the train. He's in the I love that guy. Movie. Me too. I, he's I in love that guy. Movie. I don't know who he is, but like every movie, oh, there's that guy. 
There's that dude. Yes, he was also in Eternals because of trainable son. Yes. They put him in the Eternals as well. And I was like, when I saw him, I was like, that's my boy. That's my dog. <laughs> I, I love that guy. So good. His emotions, like you said, I actually read that you'll say you should actually hear it with the real actor's voices yes. to, be able to interpret the emotion better. And they said that for Squid Games too. So I'm glad you did it. I haven't done that yet. But like, he's so real. Every yes. scene, I feel that guy steals every scene. He does. He does. In like, a, I can't say. I gotta find his name, but it's like he's such a good actor. There's a lot of great uh, Asian actors, and they they just they do a lot. I don't know what it is about. It's just like uh, English English actors, same way. It's just something about the training of of. Of how they, you know, however they're taught to be an actor, it's just always superb every time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, we, we got to do a lot more homework. We got to do some homework, guys, <laughs> because they're killing it over there. Like, like there's actors that come over here that you don't even know were English until you hear the ah! actual accent. I'm like, wait, what? Like, it just Elba is one of the best ones that you didn't even know if you if you watch. Yeah. He's British. You didn't yeah. know. You just didn't. You don't know. Like. But it's so many actors that's out there that's like that. Um, and it's just actor Guy Pierce. Like, I, didn't I didn't know he was Australian either. Really? I didn't know at the time. I did not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, until I, I heard his voice, and I was like, "Oh, oh, he's he's one of them." Yeah. Oh, we just we don't have no good actors over here, right? We just like, jeez. Yeah. Like <laughs> we with Son, that little girl. Oh my the god. The little girl. And usually little little child actors are always tough to either like maybe have them act or just the like you just the likability. Cause sometimes like, oh my god, will this baby just go away? Just go. <laughs> Cause some you know, but this child actor, this child was just like, Oh, she's real. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. And she did a well job. At the very end when she's in that tunnel. You know, when she's in that tunnel at the end, I'm just like, it's so real. Like, I, good grief. You can't tell that she's. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's just amazing. There's, there's a lot of great actors out there. And I, and I just hope a lot. I hope a lot of these actors get, with, you know, like yourself, get the royalties, get the just dues, because get the respect, because these companies are not treating any of the talent with respect. The only people are working in Hollywood right now, the only people working in Hollywood right now are the security guards. <laughs> that's the that's the only actually I I go this go get my guard card and bring it all down there so I can get me a job because that seems like the only job that's available besides fast food. Because it it, it sucks like you know like it's tensile challenge. This is Hollywood. You would expect to see that's where you bring things away like the actors from hollywood it's just not hollywood and you know hollywood is built on the backs of these actors and, and like yourself and the creators you know it's all about create the, the creators and you know that's what you guys are and the tip for them to deny that part is it's like okay this is you guys suck. <laughs> Give these people what they need. That's what they need, please. Because I've seen some of these royalty checks that they show online. It's sad. Some of the oh, sad. Yeah. And there it hurt. A, there was a, a place in the um, valley uh, off of Ventura, and it's I think it was called residuals or something, where you take like your smallest residual check and you would stick it on the wall 
Because it yes. was a joke to everybody, like a one cent residual check, you put it on the wall. So I never knew it was like that until I saw these, you know, the actors are being on the forefront and showing what they're getting, especially with everything being streaming now. That yeah. takes away even more so. So uh, I could only imagine what certain actors have been getting checks for all they like that's what they live off of. Mm -hmm. So but um you know, but hey, you know I I have no doubt that y'all will get what y'all need. And I, you know, I, everyone's gonna be happy and you know, they eventually some people they, those companies will see the light when they see the numbers dropping and, and everything. Yeah, like that's what I think by twenty twenty four. You know, um, start seeing there's no programming, there's not gonna be any shows, you know, yeah. it's gonna be new. So I think maybe we just, you know, like I said, we just have to hold strong. Yes, and I think you will. And I, and hey, just just leave it all leave it all in faith and you know, it will happen. It will happen in due time. It will happen. I know yep. that for sure. Um, <laughs> I just wanna say thank you so much for being here and joining my show and it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. I know. I mean, we've talked here and there over the years, which is like, I like you have always been like the celebrity person I know, but don't know. And it's like, you know, we talk here and there and everything, but to actually sit down to actually see each other, it's like this is pretty cool. I you know. know. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked me again because I was just like, "Oh, this is awesome." Yes, like, you know, I, I try to, you know, I always wanted to have a platform where, like, I could talk to people and get to know and pick their brains. And definitely, you were always on my list. So it's like I couldn't go 20 episodes without having you on. <laughs> I had to. You had to be in the top. You had. You had to be in there. You know, the beef, like before I break that 20, you know, so I had to have you in there. So you was definitely on my list of guests to be on. Um, and I definitely, definitely appreciate you so much for uh, uh, coming through. Um, so now Thank if I do this mass Ryder thing, then I'm going to have to have you on mine and you can talk about all the stuff that you know. Power Rangers, <laughs> VR Troopers, Big Bad Big uh -oh. Because if you know stuff about him, yes, awesome. I am down for it. I am down. Okay. You got me. You got me. Tell okay. me what you, you got me. Cool. I'm okay. for it. I'm serious. I'm not joking about this. I'm gonna email. Oh no, I'm in. I'm in. You got me locked in. You hear it first. You got me locked in. Very okay. night is gonna be on Candace Keita's show. That's awesome. what's gonna happen. So That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on the other side of the mic this time. This is going to be awesome. I know. You'll be on the other side. You'll be on this side. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. This will be awesome. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, uh, yeah, this is so good. And, I, man, thank everyone who's watching or listening right now, depending if this is on uh, Apple, Spotify, or, or YouTube right now. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Thank you. This is, this is the wonderful Candace Keita on the show. My name is Barrett Knight. This is the Barrett Knight Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you guys next week. See y'all later. Peace. Bye. Thank right. you. <laughs>